Okay, so welcome to another mini Is That What I Call Music podcast. And in this one, we're going to be reviewing a book, aren't we, David? We are, yeah. I don't know if reviewing is quite the right word, but we're going to be talking about it anyway. A, a brief discussion. It's Michael Mulligan's The Story of Now, That's What I Call Music in 100 Artists. And it's clearly part of when there is Now 100 released yeah. not too long ago. It was clearly part of that. In Promotional the... push yes. kind of Now mania they were hoping for. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what are your overall impressions of it? Because you got me a copy, so thank you very much. Yeah, and then I was given a copy uh, <laughs> by uh, my sister for Christmas. So um, we both have them to hand, which is kind of handy for recording this. Yeah, it's more the intrigue. Cause, so as the title suggests, over the, uh, well, 100 nows, I guess it goes mm. to, um, it's chosen 100 artists, which they claim offer a kind of fair representation of those albums. For when you're flicking through it, I think the immediate thing that we tend to jump to is the intrigue of the numbers of times the various artists appear and the artists they've chosen in relation to that. And so some are the obvious kind of big hitters where they've been on over 20 times. You have Robbie Williams and U2 and so on. But then like you've uh, gone through listing the... Uh, there's a few artists yeah. that only appear four times that they've cho- chosen yeah. to focus on. Four is the minimum number um, that any artist appears in this book. Uh, and we've got... like There's a few which don't really count for me because like Jimmy Summerfield has only got four credited appearances as Jimmy Summerfield but if you include Communard and Bronski Beat he has ten mm. appearances so it's like he's not like an outsider in the now scene you know he's familiar mm. um, and then there's some interesting ones like uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood who are only on there four times but it's only with three songs <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of notable. I, I very much not put this band on a level of Frankie Goes to Hollywood but Aqua are also oh, that's true. mentioned Aqua are and in here. They're only for four, and mm. I guess it's a similar. And like, are in yeah. there as well. Very only for four, and obviously they're a very different prospect to Frankie Gets Hollywood or uh, yeah. And those are Aqua. more. I think Jamiroquai's are more spread out, as if there's a song yeah, per album maybe. over mm. a while. Whereas I guess all bar one of Aqua's were one album, mm-hmm. I think. And well, all of Frankie Goes Hollywood was one <laughs> yeah, album, yeah. wasn't it? But Nick Kershaw is probably for one. <laughs> who, if I had to so go, okay, well, if I'm going to get rid of one of these guys, and there was only going to be ninety nine artists or to make room for someone else who've ever w- would there. anyone miss Nick Kershaw <laughs> well <laughs> I don't know I'm sure his friends and family but <laughs> musically like I don't know none of the songs that it mentions in there are particularly exciting or anything and the fact that I believe it's him uh, that an album he did uh, I seem to remember the title of his Human Racing which for me somehow sums up Nick Kershaw in this kind of <laughs> uh, I want to say faux profundity yeah, I, I don't know. I have just no feelings about Nick Kershaw in particular. Yeah. And maybe that's the problem, because I just don't care about him at all, and then he's only in there four times. Because I, <laughs> I kind of like Jamiroquai, yeah. or at least some of their stuff. Um, so I'm not sort of annoyed to see them in there in the same way that <laughs> I am They strike me as a band that... Uh, I, I find it hard to imagine someone being like a massive Jamiroquai fan who obsessively follows them, but at the same time, mo- I imagine a lot of people probably like at least a song or two. Mm. I, I don't know. There are certain artists who uh, appeared on Nows much more than I realised. Mm. I think the one that particularly jumped out for me was Cast, uh, who were on Eight Nows, which uh, yeah somehow felt quite surprising. Although Ooh. they were fairly consistent in maybe 
charting okay-ish with songs enough to get on nows without like yeah well again there's a band who i'd struggle to tell you anything about <laughs> they've passed me by a little no. so again i agree but it's kind of surprising to see that they had that many hits mm. so to speak but i've not sort of been looked up for now albums to see which ones they were on i guess i tend to think because... of them as Britpop also runs really but in a way that mm. they managed moderate success for yeah. a... and i guess on these albums when they had like a blur song the oasis song they needed to fill out that indie yeah. Britpop pop and cast section. as like a token uh, <laughs> filler for that really it'd be interesting to compare it to bands who aren't in there from the same kind of mm. era like a space aren't in there are they no but uh, do we know how many appearances um, they had not many at memory i think maybe four even because i know know, as good as a nick kershaw i think four yeah (laughs) or jamiroquai so yeah why uh not space and uh yeah well i guess Um, uh, again i guess comes back to (laughs) the idea of this being more of a commission than a passion project because there's probably a certain set of guidelines Mm. uh that michael mulligan the guy who wrote it had to follow i did actually just look up to see what michael mulligan's other books are Uh, it seems his book before this was building a lob cabin retreat a do-it-yourself guide before <laughs> that was railroad depots of central florida so yeah i don't think he's i don't <laughs> no. know what his sort of day job is <laughs> necessarily it doesn't but, strike me as uh, an authority but yeah he probably had you know he was commissioned to do this job Mm. or he knew someone you know it came from the publisher and probably from the record labels ultimately in terms of we need this but we needed to cover x many artists from this period this many artists from this period so there's castor over space maybe it just came down to michael mulligan's choice he needed a band to yeah and if you guy. think they've obviously got blur and oasis here they've both mm, been on yeah, a fair amount I don't, yeah i can't think of any really major omissions in terms of now artists necessarily i don't believe pulp are mentioned in here uh they get passing mentions but we uh, haven't okay. got their own page yeah what was is it because it also on all the sort of profiles of the artists it'll have sort of tangents about other artists of the time mm. and it's got fact boxes uh about sort of different now albums and what was on them and things that happened in the news at that point mm. so even like madonna is in that book and nirvana is in that book even yeah. though they never appeared no. on a now album <laughs> and <laughs> while it's in a way like it's not really surprising that Nirvana don't appear as they don't as big as they were they don't seem particularly now I suppose but Madonna is the particular one and there's there's a kind of jokey reference at some point in the book to the fact that she was never on a now yeah yeah like she she lost her number or something like that yeah I wouldn't. I don't know how now I would class Bon Jovi, uh, mm, who apparently are on times. five times. But like you say, how there's almost as if you can tell he's fulfilling a certain criteria of a broad-ish genre range. Yeah, like this well, certain I think token, especially given like when where is that in the book? Because it's in broadly sort of chronological order. Yeah, it starts so with Phil Collins, who's the first track on yeah. Now One. Um, apparently, Bon Jovi are first on Now Nine. Yeah, well, I was going to say because they were pretty damn big in the. 80s especially well, yeah. as far as sort of rock bands mm. went so i wouldn't be surprised if they were mostly in that kind of period then i wouldn't be surprised at all if well, their last now is 2006 
six, <laughs> really? uh, now sixty-four. So what was that? Who says you can't go home? I do not know Anyone? that song. No? Is it worth having a quick pause to listen? Yeah, we could do. Can we? <laughs> okay, well, I've just discovered that Bon Jovi has actually had loads of hits during the nineties and two thousands <laughs> because apparently he's far more successful than I realised. Um, it's awful <laughs> though. Who says you can't go home? And it was their last top ten hit in the UK. So it's essentially probably exactly as you'd imagine it to sound in a way. <laughs> Well, it sounds it's just by numbers because I, I, I when this is the thing when I imagine Bon Jovi I imagine 80s Bon Jovi which you know it's stupid but it's quite bad fun. medicine and all that uh, kind of it's, stuff it's you know riding a steel hog and stuff like that <laughs> but yeah this is just sort of bland by yeah, the numbers uh, rock music and yeah I remember them even up to the early mid 90s being having a cer- retaining a certain prominence with Always and songs like that uh, yeah I guess really given what well, I've just seen only having five appearances in there is actually not that many. No. <laughs> they should probably have more given the number of hits they've had. I mean, if you're going solely by this book, then it suggests E17 uh, <laughs> have been going twice as long as Bon Jovi. Yeah, I think um, that's very much on the base of this being the UK series. I think <laughs> as an well, international yeah. artist, we <laughs> can safely say that Bon Jovi is more successful than any member of E17. You surprise me. But yeah, I mean, other than sort of the number of appearances, I guess, like, because one of the things the book does concern itself with is who's got the most because mm. Robbie Williams it describes as the reigning champion of now yeah. I think um, I think they put him down as 30 he's yeah 30 appearances not including take that who have their own page between now's 34 and 96 and then all the others who have got big numbers the next nearest are Rihanna David Guetta and Calvin Harris all in the high 20s and it's a sort of a bit odd because it either suggests the charts are becoming samier <laughs> which well, might be yeah. true or that the now albums are becoming samier which also might be true but mm. it could, my my theory which I proposed to you was that it was to do with a preponderance of featured artists now because I don't know how they're totting these up yeah and that's definitely true when we've uh, investigated the more recent now so within the last year kind mm. of released it would seem like a lot of them are it would just be collaborations yeah, yeah. of a list of like, people there'll be three different Calvin Harris tracks yeah. on there and like two of them will be by Calvin Harris and one will be featuring Calvin yeah. Harris I mean you, we say this one of the things we were commenting on now one was for amount of times that a Kajagoogoo <laughs> and Limal feature yeah. um, so maybe this is part of a long standing now <laughs> tradition <laughs> but, uh, yeah I don't know it definitely feels like people are sort of racking up more appearances in quick succession mm. so by the time of now 200 it'll be quite a long time in the future and <laughs> probably no longer going if even if the planet Earth is still inhabitable <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, <laughs> Rihanna will probably have easily <laughs> caught up Robbie Williams by then. Uh, uh, she's still, I think she's still relevant. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything else in particular about uh, the book which struck you? That we briefly touched upon. It does give lots of little kind of facts. So, for instance, I've got a page here on Taylor Swift. And it says, uh, first and last nows in the first 100 nows that she's on. Now 72 and now 99. And then it'll have little fact bits about those as a kind of slight link, an excuse to, uh, I don't know, give some honorary mentions to other artists and things. And so sometimes when you're just kind of glancing at a few, it's 
it's kind of yeah, it's quite nice to see the little attention to detail sometimes in that. Yeah, it'd probably be a, quite a fun thing to have actually written because you just get to mm. Google lots of trivia. It's interesting because I did see that they got the child position of paranoid Android wrong. It says it got to number four yeah. when it got to number three. So it'd be interesting to know how accurate a lot of these facts are. Because there was one thing I saw which said that uh, Terry Hall's only credit is that lunatics uh, have taken over the asylum, but it was sampled on Akon's belly dancer. The song itself didn't appear um, on the album. Okay. So uh, despite you know Terry Hall being a fairly important figure in British uh, pop it's, music. Uh, it's an interesting um, thing, I suppose, of how you know the peak of specials got was just before the days of now. And yeah, I suppose, well, I get, when was Funboy Free? Would that be that, that was, was just? But I think that album was out in about eighty two. But they did the stuff with Banana Rama as well. Yeah, that again, I think it might have been just okay. before. And then by it's, the time, because I think there's a bit about Banana Rama hits, here. But I guess that wasn't so much now material and they weren't that big or anything but um, um yeah it just seemed a bit odd in fact yeah there is a bit about banana rama i'm just quickly having a look to see <laughs> if there's any mention they had their first two hits in 1982 with partnership with the fun there boy you go. this was terry hall's problem he, he just came too soon for it all <laughs> Yeah, he's. I think he's served more behind the scenes in collaborating with like written songs yeah, for artists well, yeah, and things for, um, more than lightning seeds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I remember he, but he did like a scratch vocal on Free Lions as well. Oh, did he? I didn't yeah, realize yeah. that. When I was maybe thirteen or so, one of the first CDs I got was uh, Best of the Lightning Seeds. <laughs> there you go. As a Christmas present, and I remember just noticing in uh, the inlay there, uh, yeah, coming across Terry Hall's name a lot because I think that was before i knew particularly i'd heard of the specials but only i was only 13 i don't know if i'd ever properly like investigated it and so i think i remember hearing of terry hall as a name first because of noticing that he'd co-written a lot of uh, lightning (laughs) seed songs interesting uh yeah i don't know if there was too much else which jumped out of me there's a sort of double page spread which sort of says how many artists from the X Factor that year featured on now yeah, albums or from that series. I don't know how they do the X Factor. And obviously, you know, it's they're doing a nod to that in that it clearly did dominate. Well, yeah, uh, like there's certain, well, the Ollie Murs um, and One Direction and Little Mix have all appeared from the mm, X Factor and now you're yeah. all double figures, I think. Uh, on now albums yeah but yeah series one and 13 of x factor contributed nothing to now albums and <laughs> i can't say i'm a fan of the x factor but i assume that means they were particularly bad series i don't know maybe yeah. they were a particularly good series and the music was too good for a now album but yeah, if you it think seems that, unlikely like little mix are one of the later artists here chronologically in that uh, their first now is now 81 mm-hmm. uh, but they've already been on 15 nows yeah yeah well it's another one where uh well, a they're pretty they've been much the biggest sort of uk girl mm. band right now so i yeah. guess it's not entirely surprising but yeah you do get the crossovers a lot i was trying to think of a lip as ever something which has been a featuring little mix i've definitely heard quite a few little mix featuring songs oh well funnily enough uh, apparently they're as of the publication of this book uh, their most recent now appearance was uh, CNCO and Little Mix. Nothing too much else jumped out at me. I don't. Oh, we were talking about all these people who've had a lot of appearances. Ma- 
Max Martin, 67 credits on oh, their yes. albums. The Swedish uh, songwriting. I was going to say genius, but Sven Gali is probably a better term. <laughs> I think if we just sort of sum up our sort of impressions of book, mm. it's very much a sort of Christmas presents, yeah. coffee table trivia book. Um, if you think it looks, it's not quite the same shape, but it looks like the colour of, I don't know, a Guinness Book of Records or yeah, Believe yeah, It yeah. or Not. So it's, it's not uh, going to be a particularly serious uh, no, yeah. academic and it's study. it's sort of, of a shame because it presents itself as the story of now through these artists, but it really isn't. It's like looking at some artists with reference to now basically mm. <laughs> um, yeah like there's a bit i think in the introduction where it goes a bit over the kind of history of now mm. uh, and like you say i was saying um the artists are sort of ordered kind of chronologically but yeah like obviously given our the fact we're talking about now that's what i call music albums on the podcast what i'd like is a proper sort of behind the scenes here's mm. the story and there's not too much to say there in a certain sense i guess because uh it's a corporate exercise yeah <laughs> there's you know there's the anecdote about richard branson seeing the pig poster yeah. um yeah. and then getting it for his friend or his brother or something mm. and then using the pig on a very small number of now albums <laughs> but like that's the sort of maximum amount of personality in most <laughs> like stories about now that's what they call music albums managed to sort of inject into it yeah. but what i'd like to see is like a short sort of summary of all that kind of stuff mm. and then some interviews with some of the people who've compiled them over the years well funny enough um there is a video i remember being shared i think um, you know around all the focus following the now no, well yeah i saw like, there was a couple of interviews and videos it, at the time which were vaguely interesting yeah and one where they're in a kind of studio with a couple mm, of the yeah, regular yeah. compilers and they're just discussing no, about yeah, yeah. running order and things um but that's what i mean that's kind of interesting but that was like a five minute type oh thing, yeah it's relatively brief, brief. but yeah. where, that's what i mean i'd like to see some real in-depth with uh, people from different eras in it or mm. talking about sort of you know how much time they spent on the phone to madonna's agent trying to get her to release <laughs> some of her tracks and or talking about like when different musical crazes where they were going so do we do we have new metal on here and why did they just go for papa roach eventually yeah <laughs> like, that's what i want i want to be able i want as a nerd to be able to go and sort of interview these people and <laughs> about these kind of things mm. and i don't know whether uh michael thingamajob uh, michael mulligan but incidentally while we were listening to bon jovi we decided there might be more than one michael mulligan on goodreads and it's conflating them because <laughs> it doesn't really make sense that this guy would have gone from california rail stations <laughs> to this but you know i don't yes. know maybe, maybe michael mulligan is a big fan he'd have wanted to do that thing but that wasn't the remit he got for the book you know but yeah it's sort of from a nerdy point of view it's mm. not very interesting as a book but it's not nah. meant to be either <laughs> it's just a kind of, yeah like a pro promotional glossing over yeah, of yeah. the nows in a way that it's going to be pretty this accessible it. it's, it's like the now albums itself it's just a yeah. thing which grandmothers can buy their grandkids at christmas without too much thought uh, <laughs> yeah, being yeah. involved really. uh but yeah maybe one day though uh we will get our in-depth nerdy book about the now albums and we can talk about that yeah roll on now 200 <laughs> god i hope i'm dead by then <laughs>
Thank you for listening to Is That What I Call Music? If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email us at davidvand at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at at now music pod.